Welcome to DIY for Business. I'm Russ and I've got uh, Greg with me. Hey, Greg. How you doing, Russ? Doing all right. Hey, so uh, it's our podcast. It's, it's exciting. Oh, it. So in a way, uh, we're starting a small business around a small business marketing and business podcast. That's kind of crazy. It's kind of ironic, huh? I know. I know. So we can talk, though. What's interesting about it is we've both started uh, previous businesses. We've both been there, done that plenty of times. Let's talk about some of the businesses that uh, you've started over your career. First business I started was in the tech industry, and I wanted to do some marketing consulting for lead gen. So that was the very first entree into doing my own business. And I was generating leads for a high tech company out of Austin, Texas. And uh, that sprouted out even more business for me. Wonderful. I had a full-time job at the time. So I was just kind of as a, as a side hustle, right? I was, yeah. I was, before side hustles were side hustles, that was my side hustle. Mm-hmm. And I made some pretty good money at that. And I was like, this is pretty cool. I was working in the tech business at the time. And at some point, probably about six or seven years into tech, I just saw myself going, I'm going to get burnt out of this. This is, this is rough, right? Things are changing so quickly. I need to move on to something. And my passion in life is golf. I've loved golf. I played high school golf. I've been playing golf since I was 11 years old. Love golf. So my friend and I said, you know what? Let's start a golf business. Let's get into golf somehow. And originally we thought, hey, we're going to start a golf tournament for junior golf in our area and you know we like kids we love golf at that time there really wasn't anything really structured and we were researching you know how it affect with ncaa rules and guidelines to make sure they still had eligibility and it resulted we didn't want to do it it was going to be too <laughs> many problems right. but we still want to do something in golf and we decided we're going to build golf clubs we're actually going to start our own company to custom build golf clubs for, you know, for every golfer, because we realized we, we realized that our swings were not the same. Right. So how could we use the same golf club? Right. We needed a mm-hmm. golf club that fit our different swings. Hey, what, what year is this? Approximately. This was in 1995. Okay, so you're talking pre-3D printing. You've got to do an actual production process, and you, you can't just jump on uh, some website to get people to crowdfund you. you got to just do this yourself and figure it all out, get the distribution and everything. Absolutely. It was oh. a different world in 1995, <laughs> custom-building golf clubs versus the way it's done now. I look at the way people custom-build clubs now, and I'm like, boy, do I wish I had that technology. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So we started building custom golf clubs and we realized that it's really challenging competing against the big boys in the golf industry, right? The Callaways, the Titleists. Oh my gosh, how do you compete against their billion dollars of marketing? So we decided, you know what? We're going to do our own radio show about golf. And during our advertising time, we're going to advertise our golf stores. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? It worked. It worked too well because we were doing better on our radio show than we were ever doing uh, through the golf stores. So ultimately, we decided to close the golf stores, actually sold them, and just do the radio shows. And we're just having a blast. 
nice. That. It's funny um, how much our backgrounds align. My business also started as a side hustle. Uh, I was working in radio at the time, and there was a DJ that decided to you know, go to another market as DJs do. They, he was here in uh, the San Francisco area and he got a job in like North Carolina or something like that. So he had already started a little DJ business and he had some gigs that he needed to fill before he left. He's like, can you, can you take on these gigs? And I'm like, well, I've never done this before. And he's like, well, you're, you know, you're, you're used to talking in a radio studio and playing music. Just do that in front of people and you've done it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I went, I did the gigs, I started a company, I got a business license, I went through all of that. Talk about technology being different. You know, I had to carry a lot of stuff. Um, (laughs) Mine was backbreaking because all of the CDs that I would have to carry, this is in the 90s as well. And uh, getting set up and getting in and out of these gigs was just awful. So I started doing his and then I started marketing my business and doing it and doing it and doing it and figured out I loved it. Um, but I continued full-time work until, uh, God, I, I think it was 2000 or so, um, 1998, 99, 2000, somewhere in there. Um, I decided to take this on full-time and uh, it was great. Totally loved it. Uh, it built up to be one of the top five entertainment companies in the Bay Area. You know, we provided DJs and um, bands and casino nights and all this different entertainment for events. Then we started doing, you know, event lighting and event coordination and all these different things. And it was great until it wasn't. So (laughs) the reason why I interrupt your story with that one, first of all, I saw the alignment there, but also uh, it was great until it wasn't. So how about you? Why did you leave doing what you were doing? I never really left. I kept it going to the point where I didn't really have to spend a lot of time doing it anymore. Oh. Because of the radio show, we recorded once a week and I sold the advertising on it. And at some point I, I sold all the advertising. So I, I was at capacity on there. So I had a lot of free time. So I decided that I wanted to actually do something else. And I worked for a company that needed somebody to expand their sales department. So I knew how to do that. I took their sales team and grew it. And then eventually that company wanted to go nationwide and expand across the country. So I helped them put all that together. And eventually that company got sold off. So I started another company. <laughs> all the while, I still had the golf business going. Oh, okay. So it was, it was wonderful. You know, right. I, I had my passion. I had my business. It was making money. It was successful. And I also did something else that, you know, piqued another side of my interest, the, right. just the straight sales, the sales side of my, of my brain and the marketing side of my brain. So it was a perfect combination for me. And unfortunately, the golf business ended because my partner at that time passed away. Oh. And at that time, I had to make a decision because I had two companies. I had another company that I founded and started and it was just kind of in the growth stage and then i had the golf company that's been around a long time and i just made the decision you know what for me personally it was right to just jump into another venture and really grow this at the second company that i started right and 
And then that was the decision I made. So we landed up selling the radio show. So I too sold my business. Um, you know, it was for me, it was about the kids. You know, I, I, I started to have kids and, you know, I've got, I've got two little ones running around and I'm myself running around the whole San Francisco Bay area doing events and making sure that 10, 12 contractors working for me and making sure that all of their events were going smoothly, making sure I was actually getting to mine on time. You know, I wanted to coach soccer and hang out with my kids and do family vacations on the weekends. And this was weekend work plus weekday work. So I sold mine um, and, you know, fortunately it was a good, good profit and everything. The company's still running. It's a little bit different now, um, but it's still running, which is, which is great to see. Um, I left that, started to work with you. Um, and, and, you know, uh, we both, what's interesting about our, our backgrounds is we both have sales experience. Do you think that sales experience is necessary if you're running your own business? I don't think so. I don't think it's necessary. I think it's helpful. Right. Uh, because at some point you have to find customers. And if you don't know how to find customers or you're bad at finding customers, it's going to be really tough to keep your business going from a revenue standpoint, but you could always hire people to do that. I think you really need to understand why you're starting your business. What's your motivation for starting your business? And I think, you know, that's really the the beginning, right? That that's the concept. Why do you do it? You know, in our cases, you know, for you and the, on the DJ side and me on the golf side, when I did the golf business, it was more of a passion, right? We really enjoyed doing that right. type of work. And, you know, that is one major motivation that people have in starting companies. They just really love something. Right. And they just want to build a career around it. And that could work, but it also might not work. And there, there's some pitfalls there. And I think it'd be worth it for us just to kind of share, you know, what people should look out for and why they should do it. Right. Well, I think that's, you know, one of the big purposes and ideas behind this podcast is that, you know what, you can't do everything. You you, got to focus on what you enjoy and what you like. And if you do that, your life is going to be a lot happier, you know, And, and the things that you don't know how to do, hire an employee, contract out. In some cases, though, you don't have that cash flow coming in. So you've got to learn it, do it yourself. And, you know, that's kind of the purpose of this show is to help you understand that do it yourself until you can hire somebody and hopefully you can scale up so that that's a possibility there's also you know another thing that we didn't have back then is is all of these websites like you know fiverr and you know whatever it is to hire independent contractors that would have been a huge advantage back in the 90s if we would have had those abilities absolutely not only are there so many websites that you can use as a resource today, but there's so many other platforms that you can get advice for, for free. It's not like you always have to hire somebody, right? You know, we're always tapping into our resources to get advice for clients or for this podcast. There's just so many resources all over the world that people can tap into that help them get off you know, their passion and, and make it into a business. And hopefully we're one of those platforms with this podcast. Right. Yeah. You know, um, with all of the platforms out there now, I think that it's tough to choose. I think that the networking abilities of 
the various platforms help you to make those decisions. Because one of the problems, like for independent contractors, there's a hundred websites out there where you can hire and find people. What I've been relying on a lot, and, and I wish I would have had this tool back then, is like Reddit. You know, and all these various different communities like Reddit that are out there where you can ask a question and get 20, 30 different people to respond to you with their viewpoints. I, I love that. Reddit should be a sponsor of ours because we're probably going to be talking about that site <laughs> a lot because you're right. It's so useful out there. And there's some really bright people that are sharing ideas and concepts that, you know, no one person can think of all that stuff. Right. Because I think, you know, one of the things that I always felt and, uh, you know, I'm getting I'm getting deep here, Greg. Um, one of the things oh. I always felt was this like. I'm alone. I, I'm by myself on this. I don't have anyone with me. I don't have a finance team and I don't have lawyers to, you know, on, on payroll that I could just go ask a question to. I don't have all of these various things. I'm the guy sending out the invoices. I'm the guy making sure that people pay. I'm the guy that's doing the event, that's scheduling people, that's answering the phones, that's doing the marketing, that's doing the sales. It's a lot of pressure. It's kind of nice to have these sources out there to, to feel at least, I guess, a little less uh, isolated. That is so true. And if you feel that you're isolated, it's so easy to get to feel defeated at times. Mm -hmm. Like, and like, can I really make this happen? I like, I just don't know anything about finance. I don't know anything about the legal side. And you know, what am I stepping into? I don't know how to sell. I don't know how to market, right? One person usually doesn't have all of these in their tool belt. They may have right. one or two, three, but they don't have them all. And if you feel like, oh gosh, I'm not going to succeed because I don't know everything. I just want to squash that right now. Mm -hmm. You can succeed without knowing everything. In fact, you probably, most of the people out there, if not all the people out there are not going to know everything, but we're going to help with some of this stuff and we're going to talk about resources to help with the things that we need help with. Right. Because we don't know it all either. Russ, right. Yep. And I think, you know, one of the key factors is motivation, you know, is getting out there and actually wanting to do this and wanting to make a difference in yourself, uh, make a difference in the, area that you're serving, whatever that is, whatever your product or service is, making a difference there. And then really, in some cases, making a, a difference on the world you know, with your small business. Um, you can change lives with your small business. And it really depends on like what your motivation is for starting the business. Uh, you want to talk a little on motivation, Greg? Yeah. I, I, first of all, I just want to totally tell people that I respect that if you want to start a business uh, around your passion, I totally respect that. At the same time, I want to caution everybody. Like, are you starting a business that there's tons of competition in? Right. Are, if you're going to start a business that there's tons of competition, what are you bringing to the table that's going to allow some startup to make a dent into the world, right? Based on my example, I, I tried to get into the golf club building uh, world. Well, there's a lot of competition there. And I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to customize golf clubs. That was my niche. 
So if you're going to do something in your passion, how are you going to differentiate versus all the competition out there? Or are you doing something that nobody else is doing right now? And you're going, I'm going to revolutionize, you know, the community and the world with this service or this product. Right. I I think disrupt is the word now that everybody's using disrupt. So I'm going to disrupt this or disrupt that. Right. So, you know, if that's the concept and, and that's the motivation, it's like, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to disrupt the world because I have something new. Fantastic. But do your research on that, right? Because yep. you may think it's new because you've never heard of it. But you know what? Somebody in Europe tried it. And the reason why you haven't heard it is they didn't succeed at it. So then you got to do a little research of why didn't they succeed at it or what did they try and what am I going to do different? Okay, we've determined sales experience is a nice thing to have but not a necessity. I think motivation is a necessity because running your own business is one of the hardest things that you're ever going to do in your life and just getting up every single day and knowing that you've got to get some things done that day because nobody else is going to do it. Like that, okay, you, you got to be motivated to, to do that. You got to like just feel like, you know what? I'm going to get something done today. I'm going to be the best at what I can do. But yes, be smart about it. Do your research, figure out the market, do like a business plan, even though you're not going to give it to anybody. I I recommend doing a business plan. What do you think about that? Just writing down your ideas? I think it's a great idea. And you you said that maybe you don't want to share that with other people. Maybe you do want to share it with some people that you respect in the business world and have them take a look at it and say, you know what? Great idea, but here are some holes. Mm-hmm. Here's some things you need to think about. Because sometimes you get so into your own concept and your own thoughts and your own enthusiasm, you have blind spots, right? You right. just totally miss certain areas that are like, oh, I didn't think about that. You're right. Uh, you're right. That That's a problem that I need to um, address before I actually launch this company. Right. And, you know, the other thing about that with bringing somebody else into that is just, yeah, looking at a different perspective, you know, looking at it. So even if you're starting, uh, you know, whatever you're, you're making, um, golf clubs and you've got, you know, you hand it to your DJ friend, they're going to have a different perspective on that, even though it's not the same type of product. So I think just getting some input in there, um, what I mean by not, not showing anybody is, I, I mean, you don't have to have a business plan to get started. Now, uh, some banks do ask for a business plan if you're going to get a loan or something like that. However, you don't have to do this, much like you don't have to write down your goals or you don't have to write down your to-do list. But if you are relying just on memory and see to your pants, it's a lot more difficult. I think it's easier to figure out, okay, here's what I'm going to do. And it doesn't have to be the five-year plan. It just has to be, here's what I'm going to do in the next six months. And then over the next six months, let's figure out the, the, the next couple of years or the next year or the next couple of months, whatever it is. But I think writing these things down is great. But I also think you don't need to spend a ton of time on this. I think a business plan can be a paragraph or a page. I don't think it needs to go into, you know, here's all my financials for the next five years and all of that. What, what do you think about that? There's no, there's no one way to do this, right? You can do a hundred page business plan. You could do a one paragraph business plan. You know, I think the best thing to do is get your thoughts down and ideas down. And again, going back to the motivation, write down your motivation. I think yeah. that is important. 
uh, just to reaffirm every once in a while, why are you doing it? Right, right. Because you need to get out of bed and, and motivate yourself every day. And, and we're all human beings in this world, right? So there are some days where you wake up and you go, oh, I'm having a bad morning or right. there's just stuff going on. And you need to look at that motivation and remind yourself why you're doing this and why you're excited about starting your business, because it's not always going to be easy, like you said. And, like and a- having that business plan every once in a while, just to go revisit it, you know, a month from now, a week from now, a year from now, what's changed? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how has your viewpoint changed? Right. What have you learned about that original uh, business model and business plan? And, and what could you what could you edit and change to make it better now? Right. Yeah. What what worked? What didn't work? What ideas did you have initially? I, I think, you know, I, I keep I don't know how many notes I've got them segmented into different lists of just ideas for whatever, you know, like. Uh, it may be a, a business idea that I'll have and do someday. Maybe I can apply that to, you know, current ventures, or maybe that's something that I'll, I'll do later. Great ideas that I felt like worked. I keep a list of those too. Like things that I did. It's like, oh, you know, I sent this mailer out to people and I did it this way. And I got the list from here and I did this and I did this and that worked. I'm going to do that again someday. So I'm going to write it down. Maybe it's no longer a, a, a mailer, you know, maybe it's a, an email or maybe it's a text message or whatever. Just keeping track of what worked and what didn't work is I think a nice thing to do as well. Well, I'm curious that you have so many ideas that you've written down. What makes you decide which ideas you move forward with and when? You know, I think testing and just also Will this apply to whatever the current market is right now and whatever the business is that I'm doing? Is it going to hit my goals? Will this, what do I think that this is going to work? Um, sometimes that testing is not spending a ton of money on it. It's asking a couple of friends. It's like, hey, you know, I had this idea. I was thinking of doing this. We're just starting to do research on that idea and how it would, how people are doing it now. Look at some of my competitors. Um, looking at people that do similar things to what I do and seeing how they're tackling things, right? Um, you know, one uh, one thing that I did recently uh, for um, my other podcast, the uh, This Is Today podcast, was some marketing things that I did on, on, on Reddit to, you know, meet some other people and doing some networking. I did that exact same thing for my DJ business years ago. You know, and I also did that when I sold radio. I did that, you know, when I was selling, um, I was, I did like a door to door ad sales back in, you know, when I was in high school and I did the same thing where it's just a little networking idea and it's getting other people to start to promote your business for you. And, you know, just a simple idea. Um, it's not necessarily a totally original idea and that's fine. It doesn't have to be an original idea. I worked with somebody in radio who said, uh, there's no new ideas anymore, just rehashes and reimagination, reimagining old ideas. Like, okay, <laughs> that, that works. I, I don't think that's totally true, but I think that there's a, there is some truth in that. You know, like even looking at like an iPhone, you know, it's like, okay, well, Marconi had that idea in 18, you know, 74. He just didn't have the technology. <laughs> so it's not a new idea. It's just a new vision with the idea. I thought you were going to reference Captain Kirk. 
Oh, I should have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's I thought he was the originator of the uh, iPhone. Yeah, but that's in the future. So, you know, that's that's a totally different thing. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> you, you said something really interesting to me, and I find this so true. I'd love to get your feedback on it. It's like you thought you, you, you came up with an idea that other people were doing. Right. But you felt you could do it better. Or yeah, you could do it differently. And I've right. talked to so many different business owners, hundreds, hundreds of business owners of, in the past few years that have the same feeling. It's like, yeah, other people are doing it, but I can do it better. Right. Like what should somebody think about if that's their mindset and that's the type of business they want to get into? What should they be thinking about before they jump in? You know, I think that first of all, confidence is huge in that, right? Just making that statement there's a bit of confidence in that and that helps you to get it done, I think, right? The other thing is um, being able to do it better, it's so much easier to do something better when somebody else has already done it, <laughs> you know? Because you can build on what they've already done. So it makes it a little bit easier to do it just better. But I, I, instead of talking about better, I like to talk about different, right? Because Okay, you can have some great campaign and you can replicate something that, you know, McDonald's is doing or Coca-Cola or Clorox or some major brand out there, right? You can replicate it in a small way and do it differently. Put your own spin on it. Put your own unique way of doing it. And it may not be better because you're not getting 10 million people visiting your website or filling out a form. But you're getting 10 and you, you, that's your goal. That's where, you know, that worked out for you. So I would say it's not really a, it's about being better at the idea. It's about being different and putting your own spin on it. Yeah. Differentiation for, in a, in a positive way, right? Some people just want to be different to be different. Right. And, you know, and I look at some of those ideas and I go, you're right. You're different. I don't know if that difference that you're making is marketable. Right. And people are looking for that difference, right? You mm -hmm. also have to identify as like, is, is your small change or your big change in something that somebody else is doing, is that what people are looking for? Right. Or are they ready for a new way of doing something? I, you, you mentioned Coca-Cola, right? When, when Coke changed their formula and said, we're coming out with a new Coke right. flavor, right? And, and, and it, people weren't ready for a new Coke. They liked the old Coke. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And you know, that, of course, classic, classic, like, example of a marketing gone awry, you know, like a bad idea. Or was it? You know, was it just a stunt because they were competing against Pepsi? There's so much that we could talk about just about that one idea. But to tie it into what we're talking about, about doing it differently, you could launch a new product, you could try something completely different. You can also do kind of what, what Coke did and launch a little side idea. See if it works. And if it doesn't work, maybe it builds up your other product. Maybe, you know, like it creates demand for your other original idea, whatever it is. There's so much you can do with, um, with an idea. I, th I think really having a list of ideas, looking at those ideas and always trying something different. I think that's really the the key behind the like you know having that ideas list um test 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 yeah right test test the market before you dive in and invest uh, all of your savings into this co a new concept or new business 
test it first. And you know, find out if there's an audience for it. If there's no audience for it, it could be the greatest idea in the world, but nobody wants it. Right. And like I said earlier, tests are cheap now. You don't have to spend it. You spend 10 bucks and test something out or just ask a friend or throw it on a, on a chat group like Reddit or whatever it is. You put it out there, test it out, see if it works. If it does, great. If it doesn't, great. I think the other thing too, though, is, you know, I talked about confidence. Like, you know, I said that that message was a message of confidence saying that I can do it better. Well, you don't want to lose that confidence or that motivation. Don't be too invested in these ideas either, because if you go through this thing, you think this is going to work, you go into it with a great attitude, and then you come out of it like, wow, I just failed. This sucks. (laughs) Like you can't be overly invested in these ideas either. you got to realize that, you know, some success is success and failure. It's some way success as well, because you, at least you tried something sitting there doing nothing that I think is the real failure in the business. I was just talking to somebody yesterday and they used the word nimble. Mm. You have to be nimble in business. Yeah. You can't be too rigid and say, I'm going to do this and just have tunnel vision and only do it that way and and stay on that course. You have to be nimble. Life is going to throw you a whole bunch of different obstacles and you need to be able to maneuver around those obstacles and get around them, get over them, get under them, get through them somehow. And, and I, I like that word nimble. I thought it's something that I hadn't, it's a term that I hadn't used pr- uh, prior and I think I will start using it. I like it. And you got to find the opportunity as well. Even if a bad situation hits you, you know, so my, my DJ business, I mentioned, I started, you know, doing it full time around 2000. Well, we all know what happened in 2001. Uh, that caused a huge downturn for my business. I was mainly focused on corporate events and everything dried up. I I was like, what am I going to do? So I shifted and I started to focus on weddings because what happened on 9-11 made people want to get married and be be closer to each other. So the amount of uh, weddings that happened uh, afterwards was crazy. I think we did close to four... 150 weddings, I believe, in that one year after, which is insane. And so it completely shifted and changed my business. But I was doing the same marketing stuff that I was doing, you know, to corporate to, uh, you know, brides and grooms just with a different spin on it. Um, So yeah, I think I, I was, I feel like that was being nimble, but also being a little bit opportunistic in, in that awful situation. Right. Yeah. You know, one of the other motivations that I hear business owners go in with, and I always get a little concerned about this one, but I understand it, is I want to get rich. Right. Is that is that a motivation that somebody should start a business? Is just I just want to get rich. I think if your motivation is purely money, you're going into this in the wrong way. Go get a sales job. I mean, I, I don't think your motivation should just be money. I think it's got to be other things. You've got to be motivated by your actual product and service and whatever it is. Now, if you're doing sales consulting, maybe, you know, if that's your business. But I think that if your only motivation is money and you're trying to start the business, you're going to make some bad decisions and you're going to be disappointed because you're not going to make money quickly. You're not going to have a steady income quickly. Yeah, those things can come, but 
that sh- I don't think that should be the, the, the main motivation. What do you think? I like what you said that you'll make some bad decisions if money is your only motivation. Right. And I believe that to be true as well. Mm-hmm. I think if you're only motivated by making money, you're going to make some bad ethical decisions, yeah. bad moral decisions. Maybe, you know, if you start having employees and staff, you're going to be making bad staffing decisions because yeah. you're just motivated by money. So I think that money is obviously a part of the, the, the puzzle, right? You, you don't want to go into business thinking, I want to lose money. No. <laughs> you want to go into business thinking, I'm going to make some money here. But I guess what both of us are agreeing on is it shouldn't be the number one motivation for right. starting a company. Right. And I mean, of course, you know, that's the end game, you know, to make this where, okay, this is all I have to do. I don't have to go drive for Uber after hours and I don't have to, you know, try to worry about my next month's mortgage or rent payment. That's all set. Great. Um, I think, though, if you're motivated by money, not only will you know that, but your clients will know that. And it'll reflect in your marketing. It'll reflect in your messaging. And it'll reflect in your customer service. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say next is, yeah, in your customer service. And that's not where you want that. You want, you know, okay, yeah, the customer's not always right. That's a a myth. Um, But (laughs) the customer is always there and you need them. And so you need to make them happy as much as you can. And if your motivation is money, that's really difficult to do. Yeah. At times, you can make some really good decisions, though. That will make you money. And I believe that we are going to share a lot of those ideas over the course of this podcast. As we want to help you market your business. We're going to ask you to spend some money in certain areas, but it should be spent well and have the right motivation of why you're spending it. Yeah, and with this podcast too, we're going to bring in people that know what they're talking about when we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> and we're going to be inquisitive and understand and know um, you know, the right answers or at least learn the, the right answers to help you make those difficult decisions that you're going to have. Uh, the, the number one thing that we know you're going to have is a ton of difficult decisions when running your own business. And we're going to help you through those. Um, whether it's selecting where you're hosting your website or how to run your website, or it's how to hire a sales team, how to hire an accountant. Should you use a third party? Should you hire somebody in house? We're going to go through all of these types of uh, decisions that business owners will need to make. And we're going to have so much fun doing it. I'm so looking forward to spending more time with you, Russ, and sharing ideas with the world. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Oh, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. And you know what? We don't have to wait because our podcast has begun. This is DIY for business. Do make sure that you subscribe to our podcast so you get each and every episode. We're going to be taking you through so many different bits of advice for your small business, whether you're starting one or you're already running one, you're going to learn a lot on this podcast. And we do look forward to talking to you each and every episode. We're going to bring you different bits of advice 
from our backgrounds and from others that will be joining us. We have some fantastic guests lined up for our first season. So be sure to tune in every week and subscribe. Did I mention that? (laughs) Yeah, it's very important that you do subscribe to our podcast because we're going to be talking about various things that are going to go through you know, multiple episodes and we don't want you to miss anything. We want your business to succeed. And you know what? If you think you'd be a great guest on this show, you can join us. Just go to our website. Just click the link in the description and you can become a guest on our podcast. You know, I've got to do that whole legal thing where basically telling you that all of the information and all of the suggestions that we give you is based on our best guesses and what we've done in the past and what we would do in the future. So if you take one of these, you know, bits of advice and it doesn't work out for you, well, you know what, you've learned something, right? So treat all of this with a grain of salt, figure out how to make it work in your particular industry and your particular business. And hopefully you will succeed and you will do better with your business. That is what we all want. I thank you for listening to DIY for Business, and I thank you in advance for hitting that subscribe button. I hope that you do, and I hope that you will join us next time on our next podcast, and thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time.